Welcome back to Seen It Before, where we're probably going to say something stupid about your favorite movie because we've seen it all before. I'm Danny. I'm Dan, and we got a lot to talk about today. Oh my God, so much to talk about. So many sad things happen. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> Volume 3, the conclusion to James Gunn's trilogy. Um, that is, as we talked about, unlike anything else. Like We were trying to compare it to other trilogies, like, say, Toby's Spider-Man movies, or even, um, I guess, John... Uh, John Watts' Spider-Man trilogy. Yep. But not nothing like the, the Dark, Dark Knight, Knight trilogy. Series, like they're all these are all grounded compared to this. This is like totally something totally different. Yeah, it's it's something that is very true to the tone all the way through all the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it has heart, um, and but it's also really goofy at times. <laughs> really goofy uh, at it, times. It's really good balance. It's able to really balance all of those elements, especially throughout the whole movie. series. It, yeah, especially yes, in definitely this in the first two for sure. But this one, it all culminated in this cacophony of just wild I don't even know how to describe it wildness like, just wild it, it's just lots of lots of stuff and we got a lot to talk to you so we're gonna cut this intro a little short so let's get to it all right so this movie we start with just this opening credit scene the Marvel logo is just all the guardians. It's, yeah. it's nice. Which is so yeah, they tend to do this with like special movies. Yeah. <laughs> and so like obviously Black Panther Wakanda Forever had all the Chadwick Boseman stuff. Uh Captain Marvel had Stan Lee because he died around then. Mm-hmm. Uh there's another one. I think I think maybe Endgame had something special in it. It might have, but it had the special end credits for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so this one obviously this is the end of an era, I guess per se, for the for years. the Guardians. This is yeah, ten year or almost ten years because this it's, one came in twenty fourteen, right? Yes, and six years to the day of release since the second one came out. That's a long time between yeah. sequels. Yeah, that is like twenty seventeen to twenty twenty three. It's wild. Yeah, because it was funny because it's like when the second one came out, it was like, oh wow, this is the, apparently this movie's coming out three or four years after the first one, but it takes place like a couple months after the first one, yeah. and now this one almost kind of is real time with how yeah. much between the fourth or the second one in the, in the, this new one. Yeah. It's not necessarily specified, but we can gather. It's probably around the same time as the current movies going on, like the 2024, 2025 of the MCU tem- timeline. Yeah. Cause we jumped five years and then COVID happened. So then kind of time just got kind of jumbled up. So it, like, but uh, so end game is 2023. Yes. End game ends in 2023 then all the stuff in phase four and five so far have started with you know 25 2024 2025 somewhere in there okay um and this one uh yeah no i'll get back to that timeline stuff a little bit later but yeah so at this rate with all the multiverses it doesn't really matter anymore because like it could be any (laughs) time yeah honestly Uh, we know it's just sometime after endgame we open up with um just all these little raccoons scurrying around in a cage. Yep. It's a very, it's the whole opening is in itself just very downbeat compared to the first one in the, in the second one. Yeah. We get the zoom in on rocket's face as the hand is coming in towards him. And then it, you see his face morphing as we get closer to his eyes. And yeah. It looks, it's really cool. Really sad and creep by great, Radiohead starts playing great CGI in that scene. Like it really fucking detailed man on on like it's a fucking raccoon and you know marvel so, sure picks its movies with how good its cgi is yeah that is like, that is definitely for sure wakanda forever in this one top tier lately yeah. but <laughs> but then you got something Quantum- like then you got quantumania yeah <laughs> which like the only good scene all around was that one where like he's like he's working with himself like all the different versions of himself yeah that was like the one good scene in the whole movie and they really brought the cgi for that scene the rest of it i don't know I don't know where it was. Exactly. What are you guys doing? Uh, so then uh, after all that, it's like a whole one shot of just Rocket walking around until we get to see Quill just drunk and mm. all that stuff again. We get to see what all the characters are up to. Um, I was surprised that they used, reused the set from the, the holiday special. That really looked well, like the same exact thing. It was because they shot it at the same time. They shot the holiday uh, special at the same time. Okay, that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. I was going to say, like, doesn't look very cinematic. No. But it... <laughs> It worked. It's fine. This movie holds the record already for the most makeup appliances in a single film. More than 23,000 prosthetics over a thousand different people. I can see that. There's a lot of, lot of different animal people. There's especially like, um, 
I, I it almost kind of started getting like uh, desensitized to it, if that makes like yeah. When when like the rat lady at the end with like she was kind of controlling all this stuff. I'm like, oh, it's just more of this strange kind of yeah, like gooey looking like all the, like all the all like the costumes for like the Nathan Villian people and. You know, we'll get to that, but uh, yeah, there's just there's a lot of lot of prosthetics, a lot of real cool stuff. But I really liked it because, like, you know, maybe maybe that's why the movie isn't like I'm not complaining too much about the CGI because there wasn't a lot of it compared to you know an Endgame or Infinity War type movie. Yeah, other you know, obviously there was some because like how can you have a Marvel movie with explosions and planets blowing up and you know uh, lots of fight scenes like that hallway scene was like. 100% like the, where they made everything look like a one shot. It's got to be CGI there somewhere. Yeah. But lots of prosthetics and a lot of, of uh, you know, practical effects, which I, I can appreciate. It, it, it didn't look bad either. It was really good. Yeah. You, know? you, you talked about um, the holiday special and stuff we know from that going into this was that the big thing is Mantis is Star-Lord's half sister. So right. that was officially confirmed. Like we kind of had a feeling that's what it was, but like it's officially confirmed there. And Cosmo the Space Dog. So that's really the only big things from there. Maybe Mantis and Drax's relationship a little more, because that does get evolved in this movie uh-huh. a little bit more. So um, the more that I think about that, though, is like, what was the reason for that then? Like, why? Special? Yeah. I mean, so the only big re- revelation that came out of it was, uh, you know, Mantis was Quill's sister. Well, why? Like, why did, like, well, it's Why is that? Is it just because it's a comic book thing? You got to kind of like they included this line, and in... I'm just confused. Like, there's really no significance to it. No, but it was fun. That's really all it was there for, and right. just a, a little precursor to what we to expect because it had been some time since we saw the Guardians. I mean, not necessarily. I mean, I can, yeah, I always appreciate. Well, I wanted to see more. Like, I go for the Guardians movies for Quill. And Love and Thunder. I don't count that one for, but for like, Quill and Rocket and Gamora, and they were not really in the special. <laughs> Yeah. So, but I I still like this special. It was fine. Yeah. And I well, okay, I should say cuz I said in the in the roundup that like it 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 fleshed out the lesser known people. So, yeah, I guess I can appreciate that. Well, now that I'm thinking about it, Love and Thunder happened right after Endgame, and that was 2023. And it was Groot, right Groot after was, Groot was still a teenager at that point. Was he? Yeah. He was still like Baby Groot, or not or like teenager Groot in that. Yeah, so this and is. That happened, and that's only two years then. Groot turns into this big motherfucker lifting. Yeah, it was so is, boy. Was that CGI or like, it felt like a guy in a suit? No, no, I'm pretty sure it was CGI. It's a really good CGI. Yeah. 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 No, it's it's CGI. I mean, there obviously there's an onset person, I'm pretty sure, but like maybe they had like the head wasn't CGI or some parts of the body maybe weren't. I know that they, they use Sean Gunn as a, as a stand in for Rocket. Yeah. And there was some other dude that I saw in the credits that was credited as um, Groot's stand-in, but mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, also, speaking of Sean Gunn, I love. This is gonna sound really weird. I love his body shape. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like his whole body is like the shape of like Shaggy's neck. <laughs> okay, like he's so skin, so so skinny, so skinny that his little gut right here. It just has a giant fucking like lump here. <laughs> hey, it's it's a beer belly. That's what he's got there. Yeah, he's got that going on. But it's like he's a twig. Otherwise, <laughs> I just find it hilarious. Adam Warlock coming in hot. Oh, uh, I love his introduction shot because like mm-hmm. it was uh, what, what song they were. Oh, uh, crazy on you, crazy on you by heart. Yeah. Uh, it is, it looked so like if this movie was made in the seventies, like that's the shot they would use. Like, him just coming straight for the camera. It's like, do, 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 you know, yeah. so perfect. Yeah. And then, uh, it's like, it, it's, it's such a contrast to like, obviously you see like the whole montage and the sad kind of opening where like, everybody's kind of like, you know, fucked up. Cause, uh, you know, Gamora's gone. Quill's heartbroken. Half the universe died and came back. Everyone's going through trauma and rockets just kind of reminiscing on, his horrible, horrible life. Yeah. And, well, yeah, he's just kind of thinking. He puts the Zune in, like, the speaker and everything. And then you see him grab something. It's that passkey. That was the passkey he was holding in the that he unlocked for his friends at that one. Oh, point. yeah, I noticed that, like, yeah, that it, was, it looked familiar in the, halfway through the movie. That's what it was, yeah. So mm. he puts it in his pocket, and then he gets attacked by Adam. Um, so yeah. Adam comes through the wall, just attacks him, and starts just beating the living piss yeah. out of him. And I was surprised at how serious they got right in the beginning. Like, because right now, like, immediately the movie starts, like, we're f- literally five minutes in. Rocket's having a heart attack. 
Rock and then just, he's yeah. he's fucking dying. Yes, he's dying. And, Drax you know, is getting beat to a pulp. I thought Mantis <laughs> was gonna have to deal with like a broken arm and like Nebula. I thought she was down for the count. Bro, Nebula comes in like Iron Man. I yeah. loved that so I lo- much. Yeah, so, that so I, cool. I loved like the little details. So <laughs> yeah. really good about this, especially with Iron Man, where like um Tony learns from his mistakes is like kind of like the 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 re- the, the message. Like like you know, so like there's like every throughout every movie, they don't explicitly tell you. But you can see in the design of the costume of, of the, the the mech that mm-hmm. you know he has little improvements. You know, like yeah. um, uh, uh, Ant Man, yeah, Ant Man was able to get inside of his suit at, in uh, in Civil War. So what did he do? He created uh, a nanobot form of the suit, so he didn't have to deal with that problem. And you know, obviously, so we see in this. Um, there's a bunch of different other examples of that. But you see that you know that brushed up on on Nebula. Now, now she has this kind of designed like flying. You know, flying yeah. thing that yeah. kind of looks like the Iron Man armor in uh, Infinity War when he kind of like uh, gets all like yeah. the energy. He has like the I think Thor or somebody puts all the energy into his back and it kind of shoots at him, mm-hmm. shoots at Thanos. It's got that type of feel. It's like to a, it. a yeah, like wings sort of looking and thing. She's got like not the Winter Soldier arm that she gave Rocket in the uh, holiday special. But, yeah, um, yeah, no, it's like an improved version of her arm that he must have just. Yeah, I really like that real too. Cool nanotechnology type of deal. It was that was real good. Plus, it fits with like you know her like, um, it's a little thing, but uh, you know she's obviously been torn apart by Thanos and put back together with replacements and stuff. Now she's kind of done that herself, mm-hmm. and it's sort of like maybe I'm reading into this, but it kind of seems like taking back the trauma. I or, yeah, or no, something it, you know now she's doing it to herself and she's kind of reaffirming herself in some way. So like I like that. I. I like that. I, I didn't think about that. That's yeah. a really good theory. Um, Groot is just ahead at this point, and he starts. Oh yeah, he's fucking around. decapitated. <laughs> Looks like that baby from uh, Toy Story, which also <laughs> so did uh, one of Rocket's friends from the past. Um, <laughs> uh, Floor looks like that too. Oh yeah, um, well Floor freaked me the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. Well. yeah I think that was like the the weirdest design to me. Yeah. Like, I mean, they all give me the creeps. Yeah, because it's. Cosmo's a bad dog, um, but Cosmo's really a good dog. Yeah, I like that. Um, so that's something that's a little tiny goofy thing that I like. I just, it's good. Yeah, yeah. I like Mantis being an asshole the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> Mantos, don't be an asshole. <laughs> like that was just another running joke, and then the metaphor thing came back with Drax. That was really funny. Um, Which we'll get to the maybe the funniest part of the movie. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, okay, so Nebula it, at this point. Um, Adam is on top on top of Drax, beating the living pulp out of him, and Nebula stabs him. Um, right, and so that hurts. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I liked it. It was fine. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. I'm just, I'm so just I'm trying to, to separate. I'm trying to separate my my idea of Adam Warlock because his whole thing was the Infinity Gauntlet story, and he's just not there. So he's kind of relegated to this sort of smaller, lower tier story. And so I guess if they're already taking a liberty with how he's interacting in the story. Make him not as invincible as he should be, I guess. So you know? what my him well yeah, he's space Jesus in the comics, but right. um so it's I don't think he's needed in this movie, Adam Warlock. But Yeah, not really. He's great. You can, there's Will a way you can write did a great job with what he was given. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not I'm not well, I'm not, I'm not mad that either. he's here. I, I like him, I like his presence. He's a great, you know, he's a great actor, you know, funny guy. Um although he <laughs> When the interviews were coming out, when he was doing interviews, like, wow, like, Eyebrows Kid got really hot. He still <laughs> looks fucking goofy as shit in this movie. It, he's got the goofy face. Especially because that's, that's, his, that's his character, too, because mm-hmm. he's like, you know, he's like, he's a dumbass. He, he's playing the same guy, just more buff and like, you know. Yeah, strong. it's, yeah, it's like Kenny. He's playing a child. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's literally. <clears throat> um, all right, so our first flashback we get um, is, you know, Rocket being thrown in the cage and meeting Lila, Teefs, and Floor for the first time. And Teefs. his first, yeah, his first word is hurts. I'm just like, oh, that's at the top of the movie. I felt whatever <laughs> animation they were doing, whatever the... The company. The, like, whatever, whatever, like, the, the reference was for that. Oh, my, like, that was a legit, like, I felt, like, terrified for this little animal. Like, on, and I know it's all CGI, but, like, whatever they were doing to it, oh, dude, it was, like... I can't say it's great acting because it's not, it, or maybe it was. I don't know, but it was. It's everything. It really got together. to me. Everything came together, dude. This whole movie. This is only the beginning of the movie, and it just gets more and more, you know, heavy as it goes along. 
Quill, the whole gang is on their way to try to save Rocket. He has like two days, I think they said, before he dies. So they have to get to this place called um, the the Counter Earth or that Orgo Corp. Or, or, oh, okay. Or so Corpus, where they go first. Yeah. So yeah, Rocket's dying, and they need to find like the key thing to. Yeah. Yep. Right. So they're getting through all these, you know, force fields as they make their way to Orgo Corp. Um, and I love how Mantis just doesn't know how to fucking do anything. Like she's just like, like I'm floating in midair and I fucking suck at this. All right. That, but I also far ahead. <laughs> I, um, I I thought it was so cool. Like all the different like like the the designs of it. Like um. Spe- like just in that scene, like they have these like specialized suits, and they have like uh, they're all they have little like uh, pressure pressure uh, exhaust pipes, you know, to push themselves. And I'm pretty sure that's actually part of like NASA stuff. So, but it's like built into their in their backs and like their arms and stuff, so they can. And then they have like these sort of like like zip line things, but it's like a like a laser beam kind of thing. Yes, it it was very cool. I sure like it. It's just like I, it fits. Yeah, and they kind of look like Among Us characters, but it's uh, not yeah. that. Um, it's right apparently, it, according to James Gunn, inspired by 2001: A Space Odyssey. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah I definitely got so, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> not, not, not that. Yeah. Before we got to the spacesuits, we had the Ravagers. They kind of invade the ship. We get mm-hmm. them all coming in through mystical portals. Um, which, which yeah, which like uh, I knew that's that's that guy's thing. Like, I knew that's ab- his thing. <laughs> I knew about it. I knew about um, that particular character being magic based on like I think New Rockstars did did something way back in the day because at the have. end because they were a post credit scene. There's like, hey, this guy, uh, you know, has you know magic, and like that that guy is <laughs> voiced by Miley Cyrus, and they yeah. re- recast her. <laughs> I believe his name was Kruger. Is what they New Rockstars they said. I watched the video. Yeah. Um. So he. And they were the original Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Is that what the, huh? Like that whole that team, minus Sylvester Stallone, because Yondu was the head of that original one. They were the original Guardians in the comics, right? I don't know. There's probably there's so many different teams. The Guardians, I have no idea okay. who the original ones were. I think this whole Orgo Corp scene is the funniest in the movie. There's so many different times in this mm-hmm. whole like situation they got going on. So. <laughs> And one of those cameos, Nathan, the cameo Fillion. Like, Nathan Fillion comes in, uh, and that was spoiled for me on on online. Of, <laughs> but I because I'm like, why is he dressed in like a fucking fat suit? <laughs> yeah. Well, before they even get in there, there's like the whole thing where Peter's talking to Gamora on the open line. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my. In the buttons, <laughs> he's like, Peter, this is an open line. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's like, confessing. Blue is for orange. Yeah. Orange is for yellow. Yellow, yellow is for red. Red is for you know. <laughs> it was so he's like, funny. how is that? No, in, yellow is for yellow. How is that good? And then Jack's like, I thought it was intuitive. <laughs> Great joke. Great joke. Um, then there was. Uh, but but that, I was. We get to see the scene. Like in that scene, you know, it's all about you know, Quill trying to talk to Gamora to be like, hey, you know, like, I, I really want you back because I totally understand because he's like, he's talking to somebody who looks a lot like the Gamora he liked mm-hmm. or he loved, but it's just not. It's just not her. And, yeah. you know, he's talking to a wall and, you know, so it's it's really interesting because you, you can totally understand both sides. Yeah. You know? She's just not into you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> then after the Nathan Fillion thing, they lose their spacesuits in space. Um, yeah. So Gamora... Uh, Gamora <laughs> and Peter kind of, if Peter tries to impress Gamora by talking to Ura, Ura as, um, you know, trying to hit on her yeah. to get like information, whatever, which honestly, he's not being an idiot in no. this scene, I, what he did which before. I thought was great because it's like, oh, you could easily just write, you know, Quill's being dumb. Gamora's getting shit done. Cause you know, but Quill's actually being like, listen, we will reason with you. We don't want to hurt you. We are trying to be the good guys. We're trying to be the guardians of the galaxy. And I thought that was a great kind of step. And I guess kind of a subversion for what I would think would happen because yes. nowadays that just kind of seems to be the trend where like guys are stupid. Girls get it done. I'm so glad that's not how this movie really comes off. Yeah. So, uh, Ura is also a cameo. So she played Ratcatcher 2 in the Suicide Squad. The girl, Ratcatcher. I thought she looked familiar. Yeah, Yeah. that's her. And then another one is Jennifer Holland, James Gunn's wife, played another character. She's the one who gets shot in the leg, right? She's the one who gets shot in the leg, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because she's like, ah! (laughs) She's like, all right, honey, I want you to fucking ham it up. Yeah. Um, Apparently, her name is Qual, K-W-O-L, which stands for Kick-Ass Woman Overlord. Mm-hmm. Nice. Or something like that. I don't know. She didn't really kick ass, though, did she? 
Oh, she got, <laughs> she got shot. Um, oh, the elevator scene was also really funny. Um, and how the MCU fucked up James Gunn's original plan. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, well, it's kind of funny because, you, you know, he was, you can sense his frustration, which is also kind of like yeah. probably the reason why he, he left to go to D.C., um, and, and another reason was because, you know, obviously he got, he got canceled and then Marvel just totally not looking out for him. Yep. Uh, so I, <laughs> I love that. I love he's just like, he t- tells the whole story. He's like, I have fell in love with this girl. She fucking died off a magic mountain. Magic cliff. <laughs> magic cliff. Her dad threw off a magic, magic cliff. cliff. Um, uh, half the universe. Total dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which That's I wish they didn't include that in the trailer. Cause that, yep. that, that would have been a good one. Yeah. Also, um, the one, another joke I loved was, um, Nathan Fillion like talking about his like shitty coworker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, <laughs> he's like, this, you're an idiot. Oh my god! And we completely forgot about Mantis and Drax, where Mantis told the security guy, like, oh, you're in. Love oh with yeah, him. you're in love. And then Drax is kind of like into it a little bit. He's like, oh, not again. Drax, oh, hi. <laughs> What's your name? Drax the Destroyer. <laughs> oh, I like that name, Drax. Drax the Destroyer. Yeah, <laughs> he's um, all like, uncomfortable. <laughs> Then there is the trailer scene where uh, um, <laughs> whoever it is sounds like her. Uh, what? No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> your, I never noticed how black, black your eyes were. They were replaced by my father. <laughs> Use well, it as a form of torture. It's a preset. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Like, this is the comedy we need in this yeah. movie. Um, Although, one thing, I w- this kind of comes up throughout the whole movie, mm-hmm. Um it might be your cup of tea, but it's not really mine. Uh, I felt it was too jarring switching back from like the depressing lows of the flashbacks with well, with, with Rocket, and then like we're going to like a slapstick comedy bit. I think they like, did right a good job of like kind of toning down at points, and then kind of you know having a seg. They, they segued pretty well, I think. Yes, there were some jarring ones, but like, it was, most of them segued pretty well. I should say, it, it, it's a it's a good thing for Marvel. Like, it's an upgrade for Marvel because like, if this were any other movie and, and James got more behind it, I guarantee they would do some shit like, in the actual scene. Yeah. At least it's two different scenes. Like in Thor Love and Thunder, like you'd have like, you know, uh, Jane being like, oh, my cancer hurts so much. And then Thor would be like <laughs> some <laughs> dumb shit like right, right after. I'm like, yo, like you can't joke about, you know? Yo. So at the very least, it's two different scenes. I just thought it was like very jarring to see like the whole climax of Rocket's whole like, you know, depressing, like, oh my God, he's going to kill all of them. Um, and then we're going to go to Drax, you know, punching a guy off the, off a motorcycle two seconds later. I, you know, yeah. it's a little jarring for me. So now we go to a flashback where Rocket figures out why these test batches are failing. And I forget what exactly. It was something yeah, like the proteins. Some, the um, protein and the gas that they're using is like it, it getting too much yeah, in their bloodstream or something. Violent and, you know, violent Ninja Turtles. That's kind of what it. Yeah, became. like, you know, a bunch um, of science jargon. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. And, but yeah, he figured that out. And then uh, the high evolutionary is like, Interesting. <laughs> yeah, well, I saw I saw like something coming where like he's like, oh, my creation is outgrowing me. I need to kind of level it, and that's where you kind of get this. I don't feel like they they hit it on the head though, because it's like, you know, I really thought like the high evolutionary is kind of like a man child, right? Like that's the whole thing. He's he's bitching and moaning the whole time. He's screaming like a, you know, crying his head off. He yeah, at he's just everything. Angry. <laughs> yeah, he's just an angry dude and kind of not thinking straight. And then now it's not really about him being his philosophy being wrong, which they could also have hammered home where it's like, you know, he wants to make a perfect society. And the whole thing about utopias is that it's never utopia. It's always a dystopia, you know? So you could have done it. You could have done something there, or you could have done something with him being a, just being uh, irrational and kind of looking out for his, (laughs) his own self-interest. But I didn't really feel like they were going for either one of those. No, it was trying telling totally new, taking like you know references from throughout maybe human history of like certain like dictators stuff like that and how they would have acted and kind of just meshing them into one person. Yeah, which also could lead to him being a possible Kang variant. Just saying. Scene where they get their names um, as well, where Rocket goes back to the cage. Oh, I thought that was heartbreaking. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah. Um, and you could kind of see like the uh, like the because when he's like when high evolutionary is kind of because they're kind of buddies at first. Yeah, he's like, like hey, what's you know like, what's, what's that? That's that? a rocket. rocket. Yeah, so like you can kind of see kind of gears turning. Like oh, that's where he's gonna get his name. Okay, so I'm like I'm on board. You know? Yeah, but like when I even said like I, I want to fly with my friends into the forever and beautiful sky, I'm just like oh, <laughs> and he ends yeah. up doing that anyway, but just maybe not with these friends. We'll get back to that. Um. 
Yeah. yeah. So that's that's the st- um <laughs> fuck, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah. So now we get. <sighs> there are some other little parts here that I'm gonna skip over. Like Drax can't do his metaphors. I mean, if you want to talk about that, because you kind of laughed at that earlier. Um. Oh, that was yeah. That was a good scene. Yeah. yeah. So like Mantis. It's just is, another Drax. It's a, like I like the um. We're going back <laughs> with the Zarg nuts. Zarg he's just nuts, like yeah. He's like, hey, you, Iquil, you want a Zarg nut? Yeah, sure. Thanks. And Mantis is like, I, what if I wanted the Zarg nut? There was none left. <laughs> he just no, eats no, one. You but, can't see me still, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but my movement was so slow. <laughs> you know, so I love this guy. Yeah. Um, but okay, so that's another thing, though. Like everybody has a little bit of an arc in this movie, and I mm-hmm. thought it was such a great way to tie. It. Like, so Drax, somebody who you would you would not expect to even, you know, be in the same level as like a like a like an, a quill or a quill arc. You know, like. Um, they t- tie his story together because like a thing that I was kind of disappointed by is like they set him up be like Thanos brutally killed his uh, his wife and daughter mm-hmm. and Ronan or Ronan technically did it Thanos ordered it yeah. so but you know Drax doesn't get to kill Ronan really it's kind of more Quill's thing with the dance party or uh, with the dance the, the dance, dance off. off bro yeah <laughs> then uh then you know obviously he can't kill Thanos because there's we have way more emotional attachment to all the other Avengers so they need to take him out so to see Drax kind of be like in this nebulous void for a while and kind of not know where he's going emotionally with his character arc I'm glad they tied it together with like with all the kids like oh he was born to be a father I thought it was a great little cap to a character that was kind of neglected and kind of just used as you know comedy you know comic relief yeah, I teared up at that point. I was like, oh, he is he was going to be a father. <laughs> yeah. So Counter-Earth. Now we're getting to Counter-Earth and the world of furries. Um, so this is where I think they should have hammered home. Like, this is this is the high evolutionary's goal. Like, he achieved his goal, you know? Or did he? But that's the thing, because it's like he kind of knows it's not it's not quite perfect. right. It's not perfect. You know, so... Society. We live in a society. <laughs> so... But like, is that is that like? I didn't really feel like that was the movie's like thesis. It's 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 a thesis. Like, like you could do that, you know, where it's like, uh, there is no th- such thing as utopia. Everybody kind of needs to work out how to operate in this about, world. Like, I think James Gunn said something about like this movie is about the self, like yourself as a person, how, who you really are. That's what everybody learns in this movie. Like, yeah, they everybody learns who they truly are. Like Nebula, Peter, Drax. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all of them. Like um, their role in in the world in, in the universe. Like yeah. No, that, that's a great that's a great thing. Mm. It just seems like you have this other kind of like semi-solid like foundation. Maybe that's how good maybe that's just a testament to how good James Gunn is, or is a, as a writer cuz like you just have this this kind of foundation here that you could go that any other screenwriter would probably go into. Um it just feels a little weird to me that it's not like really brought to fruition. It's kind of like a halfway thing. You know, yeah. I, but, but then, then again, it probably would because that that in and of itself, it doesn't really mesh with like, you know, the other themes that he's going for. So I don't know. It's kind of maybe that is the best case scenario when you just have that there. Yeah. So I don't because like maybe you could have figured out like what is what is the high evolutionary's role? Like what is, does he figure it out or like? Well, he. It sounds like he doesn't. I mean, you know? he's too stubborn to figure it out. Yeah. Well, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, so now... Well, he thinks he's bigger than God. Or no, no. Yeah, well, he no, he says... Statue God. of Liberty in Counter-Earth, so... Him with a monkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so... Which I thought was, you know... This is a world stuck in the 1980s. So, like, because, like, you look at the family portraits, you look at, you know, the style of the house and all that stuff. Very yeah. clearly stuck in the 80s. Oh, um, so that wasn't just a... Like, they were evolving, like, 20 years la- or like later? No, I don't think so. Just I think... perpetually in ni- the 1980s? Maybe. Okay. I mean, at least when they landed there. It just kind of fit with the movie's tone because the 80s songs and all that stuff. You know, 80s and 90s. Um, yeah. So. Kind of like how Rob Zombie's movies are always in the 70s. <laughs> Except for Halloween. Um, it should have. Like, but that's the best part of the of the first Halloween. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Scene. We cannot right, get right, into right. this. We cannot get into that yeah. right now. Um, okay. Now. Uh, yeah. So we get this scene where they're all just like. These people are. Well, Drax hits the little girl in the face of the ball. That was hilarious. And yeah, that was the first trailer. Yeah, um, <laughs> trailer thing. Yeah. So they end up going in with these uh, these people, and 
trying to figure out if, what they know about where the high evolutionary is. Um, <laughs> Drax cannot slide down on the couch. <laughs> um, that whole scene was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like, it's like a whole family thing. It's like, Drax, sit up. <laughs> yeah. I just, I would, I would love to see like how, how that scene's written like on the page. Cause it's just, I it's just, I bet you it's just line after line. Just James Gunn saying it's funny. I wonder shit. if it, like, and if it was improv, I mean, it might've been, it, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, well, later in the scene, it is improv where they, they figure out where the high evolutionary is. It's like this big pyramid thing. Also another side note, the little nitpick, um, you see the animals like rocket, like Rocket and his friends, they can speak English. Well, how come these new new animals don't? I don't well, know. Like I can't really think of a reason. I, Is it just like a, like a a, a made up language that they just kind well, of? I mean, some of them have transmitters too that can like you know understand all languages. Like they have all these things, but I don't. It's not necessarily inferred in this movie. So yeah, I mean that's something. I mean, it just might be a, a lapse in. Judge, it might be a lapse, know. but like it doesn't really take away from anything. So. No. Um, but yeah, that does give us comedy gold though. It's like <laughs> jub jub or jub 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 jub. Um, so yeah, but yeah. Uh, then, we, then we get the fucking the. I laughed the hardest. Uh, oh yeah, in this movie where like you know I thought it was I thought it was so great because it's so relatable because I also like Nebula's trying to open a fucking car door from the, from from the eighties and like I I didn't like my dad had an old vet. Where like I didn't understand like a C a C three where like the push the, down you push I'm down down <laughs> you push down on the thing and you you had to clench it and yeah. like and I was a little kid I didn't I couldn't really like get it yeah. that good so yeah. I always had to have him open the door for me but it was like so like you know like she had to, she didn't know how to push the button she's like you look like you're pushing the keyhole and it's like and now there's like all right the, now, I I'm pushed it in oh, what do I do now open the fucking door. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess what like Chris Pratt like improvised that like, uh, improvised first and then just said fuck it let's keep it in it, it worked it's comedy gold that's right so there. good dude um <laughs> yeah so that was the first MCU F-bomb um yeah fantastic it took him 30 some odd movies to get there but yeah, here we are but I love it it's so good yeah and I'm surprised Samuel Jackson didn't say it well he almost did mother yeah mother <laughs> and it disappears i'm sure he will at some point. maybe in secret invasion who knows i mean it does seem more mature so i bet you could be like what i'm sick of these motherfucking squirrels in this motherfucking new york <laughs> <laughs> so they have to escape off of this pl or no they get into the high evolutionaries thing and then we get the saddest scene in the movie yep where uh you know where they, rocket, rocket finds, out. finds he's like we have to escape so he's telling yeah. all of them, we got to go. He he had been taking little pieces each time the High Evolutionary took him to recreate one of these key cards mm -hmm. that allows him to escape. Um, and also, also, is there any reason why Rocket is able to create like he like because like that's why he's he's like special for some reason that's how he can make all these things yeah he's just very he just intuitive. has them he's very intuitive and okay you know it's why he asked for all these parts like how why he asked for the arm in the first movie why or the leg in the first movie why he asked for that dude's arm like oh i thought that was just to, yeah he likes to do these I things i thought he was just being a dick i mean he probably <laughs> was being a dick but like he could probably do something with i'll get those. that arm yeah <laughs> and he did you know eventually exactly um so yeah he he gets himself out um, he unlocks Lila's Lila and Teef's cage. Um, and yeah, then, and I like Lila, that the they, high evolutionary is not an idiot. They, yeah. He's, he's not an idiot. He's like, I knew you would do Lila something like and rocket are hugging. He shoots her in the back. She's yeah. shielding rocket. It's like, Oh, yep. And my girl Linda dies. And I was really upset about that. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> Um, and I, re I really, it was really cool because I really bought into that. Because he is screaming. Uh, I didn't necessarily buy them as like a relation. No, I don't think romantic it was couple. It was very more, yeah, like friends to me, like best friends. Like yeah, it's just best friends. And then uh, you know, Teefs is there, and then you like I thought that was like heartbreaking, just like you know, as they're, he's like, they're all just like in they, shock, rockets screaming, they get and caught then, in the crossfire, and then then the high is like, oh boo. -hoo! It's like, oh my yeah, it's like, god. Okay, oh. now he's gonna get it. He's gonna get it, and Rocket rips his fucking face off. Yep. Oh my god. Because I was but, thinking, like, you know, like, why did he look so different from, like, you know, why is the past? And, like that? Yeah. yeah. That's the reason. Uh, um, yeah, he looks like Harvey Dent, motherfucker, underneath. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, he does. Oh boy. Uh, I was surprised they showed, like, it was very gruesome. I was like, saying, this is a hard PG 13 movie. Like, they got away with some stuff here. Yeah. Um, 
but yes so uh, you know rocket escapes and then it's just a whole and then yeah. that, but then then again like after that like emotional hard scene like you, you fucking get Drax punching a guy off a motorcycle like for nothing yeah that, see, that it was, was just was jarring, jarring him, yeah you know? But it is for a good cause. Like, he's going to rescue his friends. He never right. listens anyway, so. And then, so then we get kind of like a, a little bit of a uh, a little bit of an arc between, uh, a relationship between Nebula and Drax. Nebula and Mantis, to a degree, just kind of thinks he's a fucking idiot. Well, like, all right, yeah, let's just say, okay, so this thing is lifting off here at this point, and basically, it, we, we got to talk about Peter and uh, Groot first. They end up trying to find the doctor who has all the information stored in his head to save Rocket. Right, and is that that okay? So, did you I look that up? I did not look that up. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's. I'm pretty sure his name's Mateo. It is. He's like the guy who's having. Yeah, his, Mateo. It's yeah. Him. yeah. <laughs> Such a random, <laughs> and he's like actually kind of a big part of the movie, which is really weird to me. I don't know, but yeah. So the way that Quill and I think this this whole scene where Quill takes him out. You know, like the jump off the 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 pyramid that's flying in midair. Yeah, and he fucking does like this really cool like skydiving thing. Groot grows some wings yeah, and shit. It's, but he's really kind of like he's really sure of himself, and it's like really cool to see him be like you know because he's he's a fucking idiot, dumbass, overconfident in the first one, and then through over time, you know, it's kind of still part of his personality. But now it's kind of like he you know, he's kind of the real deal now. Like he's like. He's like, you know, uh, why? Or like, you are both gonna die, and he's like, no, only you. I'm like, whoa, and then that's kind of dark. Falling well. with style, yeah. Second Toy Story reference in this movie. <laughs> it was the first, oh, the, the yeah, this group grabs it like that, like Buzz. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was that was really cool. Um, uh, you really get to see like, I don't. So I really like Quill's kind of like mini arc in this, where like you start off where he's like, you know, he's super, he's he's like the most depressed. He's fucking drunk as shit right in the beginning. Yeah. And now he's like he's he's that he's that dude he's that guy you know. We also missed the, an important part where uh, the high evolutionary says or Peter says like oh this isn't really the perfect society. And he's like yeah I've noticed uh, I must reset like I always do. I was like he's destroyed destroyed complete worlds before. Like yeah, Thanos really destroys half of them. <laughs> this dude destroys entire worlds. Yeah, because they're, they're just imperfect they're per- in some not way. The slightest bit perfect. Yeah. Oh God. God forbid he had this infinity um, yeah, this stones over right here. Um, so let's see here. Uh, That's comic Thanos too. It is comic Thanos. Uh, so now they got the code. They're trying to save Rocket and all that stuff. He's in limbo at this point, and he sees Lila walking towards him and his friends in the background. And he's such like, a great. Can scene. I come with you? It's like, oh, don't be this. Yeah, where they the, kill him? The way he said it was just kind of like. Bradley Cooper did such a good voice. Yeah, I don't know. It's oh like he like he like says it like like a little kid trying to like trying to be invited into like to like you know go to the park with his friends or something. And as I just because it's like Rocket is like so innocent in that moment. Second part he, I teared up at yeah, in this movie. Oh, so good. And oh. then you know and then you have the generic you know Lila's like no she's like, like you can't. But was like, that him or was that a higher power saying that? Was that himself telling himself not to go yet? Or was that a higher power? Because they've been doing a lot of these like um, afterlife type scenarios in the MCU recently with Moon Knight and with um, yeah Thor: Love and Thunder Thor had it. Thunder had one like Black Panther. Mm-hmm. It was like interesting. Are they like? Hmm. Is it, this still might be a theme going on like gods and monsters know. and all that stuff? I don't know. Um, Maybe they could be going somewhere with that. I feel like they're going to have to because like they keep bringing it up. Like why do they keep bringing it up? I didn't like that Quill was kind of like so like automatically ready to accept that she was dead. <laughs> she's like, oh, Rocket, she's uh she's oh she's on the monitor. Oh forget I forget I was gonna go with that, you know? Yeah, because Rocket and Nebula became very close in the during the blip. So I Right. Mean, yeah. yeah. Like they're the only two left of their people. The whole so. thing, yeah. Um <laughs> which I, I I I love like they, they're able to find such like unique kind of pairs. Cause like Drax and Mantis, great pair. Uh, Quill and Gamora, great pair. And, and the thing that Lyle says as well is like, you were. This is your story all along too. So he was the secret. Which protagonist. We, we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't. As I don't see that really it. valid. It's like it's like sure he had like a mini arc in in the first two movies, and you there was a small hint at like his backstory. So this is. Like it was foreshadowed. I wouldn't say he's the secret main character. You know what no, I mean? No, I mean he's 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 like the third most important character in in the trilogy. 
Third. Yeah. Who's second? Gamora. <laughs> I don't think she's that important. She's more important to the whole MCU than any of them. I mean, for sure. But, like, not this version of Gamora. Not this version. Yeah, because the version we cared about is fucking dead. You know, and I like that, you know, they kind of they kind of give her a she, little bit. She had a really good scene with Peter that we skipped over too, like or like about being family and all that stuff. It's like, yeah, you found your family here with us and all that stuff, and she's about to oh. punch him in the face. Well, yeah, but like, that's the like, that's the thing that Quill's just not getting through the whole movie. It's just like that is not Gamora. Mm-hmm. That is not her his Gamora. Like she's totally different. She has no recollection. And, you know, I would have liked and I was gonna bring this up later, but at the end he get you know there's a whole sacrifice thing he he gets saved not by not by gamora and i didn't like that i thought it would have been part like because that's where they're leading the whole movie they're like you know gamora's like she doesn't know what what the fuck is you know she doesn't care about this relationship that they had you know but quill is kind of endearing himself to her throughout the movie here and there and like a couple scenes Mm -hmm. there's that scene where like they kind of he rescues her and he's kind of like on top of her and she's and they kind of like have a smile and they share i don't think that would have made sense though if like she saved him so i thought it would have been no, we'll get back to that. Okay, we'll get back. We'll get back to that. The, the, so now it's time to rescue Team Kids in a Cage. Again, just like Thor, Love, and Thunder. Um, they did it way better this time. They did it way better mm-hmm. this time. I love how these two were filmed at the same time, too. Yeah. Um, so, <sighs> yeah, uh, these kids are the next version of Counter-Earth. And they can apparently, like go for two hours without water or something like that. They can go or they can run for two hours straight without sweating. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Like they're one meal a day or something like that. It was something yeah, ridiculous. They're more evolved. So yeah. Okay. Well, that's another thing. Um, in the, at the, at the end, I guess, is it a post credit or is it a mid credit or whatever? You mid-credit. see like her, she has like powers. Um, the fuck is that? I don't, <laughs> I don't know exactly, but like her name is Phyla and we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, so New Rock stresses the whole thing on that. I don't even want to go into it because I don't even remember half of it. Yeah. But um, so moving past that for a quick second. They, They're just trying to rescue them, right? Rescue, the the thing's falling apart. And, um, so it, yeah, in the pit with uh, Nebula, Drax, and Mantis. In the pit, I fell in it. What? <laughs> okay. Uh, there's, we all fell in the pit. The obelisks from the second movie. There's three of them now. Like they're, they're the very beginning thing that eats the batteries on on the sovereign's home planet. Remember that? The very the Oh, that, yeah, okay. That's that thing. So, uh there's three of them. Apparently they were created by the high evolutionary as well and they were yeah, just tortured this is, animals. This is like this guy's like fucking Blofeld. He's like I'm the author of all your pain. He's literally the He's author fucking everywhere. of all Rocket's pain. <laughs> <laughs> um and I guess all these people. Um so like yeah, they were just like he was like this fucking they were just, dictator guy just in the background. The they time. don't eat people. They eat batteries. They just want to be loved. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much. Um, so uh, this yeah, is this they, is the part of the movie where it's kind of stupid for me a little bit, you know, because it's like, it's, like, do we have to have these guys here? Do we have to have no? But did that look whole, cool? Is it looked cool when they came in on fucking abelisks? <laughs> I just the only thing that kind of saves this whole like big fight action scene for me in the end is that hallway scene. That's when, where we are. When you see when you, when Rocket is kind of in. Back he's, done, to, he's done running. Yeah, he's yeah, he's done running. He's, he's had his, his his character arc. He's going through it, um, and he fuck he's badass. Like the whole thing, like they all work together as a team. Yep. I thought I was just fucking. It's it's Dude, what it's we, a two minute one take yeah. that looks so cool. It's what and, I love so oh. much about, especially the opening yeah. Avengers: Age of Ultron. Everyone's working together with unique powers, and they're all mm-hmm. doing doing their part. And it's just kind of you're seeing this all one shot, and it's just so cool and fluid. I love it. James Gunn knows what people want. Exactly. And That's and oh. it's so it was just so good. Like, and then yeah, meanwhile, Craglin's piloting the fucking celestial head that there's their ba- nowhere uh, into right. to rescue the kids like through the eye. Of this thing. Yeah, I thought that was great too. Um, and then you know, Astro, one of the Cosmo. most. Oh, Cosmo. I was going to say Astro. I don't know. What do I think Cosmo. Uh, she's you know she has telekinesis powers, mm-hmm. and she's a small, unique, like minor character in this movie. But she t- is such a you know she's a good a, dog. In, inter- she's a good dog. It's a little. <laughs> I love that too. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so she's able to kind of hold the both both ships together, kind of create the so the kids can jump over. Yeah, yeah, yeah I thought that was cool. Uh, and not just the kids. All the animals, um, right? Well. I thought, yeah, I like the whole fight. Like when they said, like, oh, only you know, go get the higher life forms. And Rocket says that, 
So I thought that, oh, that's weird. So then I, I should have seen this scene coming where like, of course, he's going to go find the animal pens. All the raccoons and try and rescue yeah. them. Uh, he finds out he really is a raccoon, which he's yeah. not in the comics. But yeah, they, they made him an actual raccoon, which is... I love that. That was because like, every movie is just I'm not a raccoon. You know, that's always a running joke. Like the trash panda, the ferret, he, the, the squirrel. You know, he's always something other than raccoon. Then the high evolutionary comes in, starts flinging them all over the place. Then he uses the gravity boots they teased in the early part of the movie, where he can get down from this gravity. And he's like, um, "Name's Rocket, Rocket Raccoon." So, oh, so good, <laughs> so good. And then they all come in and start beating the living shit out of him. And right. Gamora gives the final blow. And stab Which I I love that it wasn't just Rocket there. I uh, still again it was a team. It was the family coming. They got so mm. on point, man. Yep. Ugh. And then you know they they take off his mask and they're like he got yep. fucked yeah, up. Yeah, he looks like Harvey Dent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like I'm a guardian of the galaxy. I'm not gonna kill him. Yep. So I'm a freaking guardian of the galaxy. <laughs> yep. And then meanwhile, all these like things that. Um, uh, the high evolutionary summoned is attacking nowhere and uh what's yeah the, so that's the, the nice cameo from yondu michael rooker yeah okay so was well. that old footage that had to be old footage right i don't think so i mean he, they, he, remember he, he was in the he got all dressed up in, in the holiday special as well no oh uh, he was animated form it was animated form that's right he he is very in the very beginning i think it was Quill and yeah. I only saw that once. Forever, yeah, it right was the very beginning of it. Um. Anyway, but yeah, no, it could have been old footage. But I don't know. I would also, be but another thing: did he have? Did he have like it was it the in the Guardians one or was it with the with the whole thing? I don't. I don't think he had the whole thing. I think it was just. It was I just original. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. Uh. Then. Peter is left behind. He's like the last one to get off the ship, and he's because he can't let go of because like, can't I, let the zoom go. Like another great, Jones. another great thing because it's like that's his mom. That's 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 his whole thing. Well, it's a zoom, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah. So but like music is his connection to his mom, and he he can't let that go because in you know so that I love that that even even like the littlest things from the older movies like he he, he we still it was still still kind of in focus. So like he can't let that go, and then and that. And in that moment, you can kind of see it like, oh, like, oh they're going to go here. So that's why he's going to he's going to finally, you know, and they, they dropped a little bit of something with his grandfather in the beginning. He's like, I'm not going to go see my grandpa. She's probably fucking dead. Yeah, you know? that's what I knew immediately. They're like, not. Oh, they're going to go. They're here. not going to kill him off. He's yeah. going to be he's going to be alive. Yeah. Which it is. And specifically to, to Adam Warlock in create, recreating. Yeah. The. Uh, yeah, the creation of I Adam thought that painting. was fucking like <laughs> was if, if nobody <laughs> it works on so many levels because it's like if you're not if you don't know that image but you're like because it's fucking Adam <laughs> touching when he's like you know it's the, it, it's perfect oh god but again though I think it it's so much more poetic if Gamora is there okay explain in the first one the the first moment they kind of realize like oh there's something between these two spark. It's when when Quill goes out to her when she's freezing her ass off in in the in the mm-hmm. in the he space. He puts a mask on her. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's like that's the thing. And then it's the same thing with with um with you know Yandu does does the same thing for Quill at the end. I, I think they would have needed more development from Gamora in the movie if they were. I to think do they that. did just barely enough. Just like it could have you know like maybe not like they could have still ended where she ended where she's like I'm my family's the Ravagers. This guy I understand what he was what he was talking about the whole time. He's got a charm. You know like maybe maybe like. To help him heal a little bit, I'll be this thing for a split second for him. But you know, she doesn't. She doesn't hug everybody at the end. You know, so her kind of just being there is just kind of her just being there. I think it would have been poetic if she's like she saves him. She acknowledges what he's been saying this whole time because otherwise she's kind of in True. the void. How and she's kind of she like rescued him in that. In I don't know because there's something. Well, this is the end of the team as we know it. So Mantis and her three abelisks. She's going off like Michonne here with her fucking dogs. Or yeah, whatever. she got her. <laughs> um, Drax, wanting to be a dad. Oh, Great. Um, Nebula uh, running nowhere and Pete returning home. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. Uh, so. so the thing is, though, um, I don't know how else you would do it. Uh, but Rocket's whole arc is that, like, you know, he, he still has a family. Um you know, and he, he like he 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 learns that he's he he becomes more you know, a, you know he he understands who he is, but 
but it's it, a lot of it is kind of dependent on that family of the guardians and they all just break up at the end after he well, gets <laughs> he goes he back still, to life. he still has a purpose though apparently so there's there's more for rocket still i think maybe so, i don't know i don't know but you see it's a little tease i think for what's to come of the new team which is in the first post credit scene so we got Phyla, as I talked about earlier. Wait, oh, that's the official new that's, team. That Phyla, <laughs> well, as that's what James Gunn picked. Yeah, um, Phyla, that Cosmo, either. that thingy that we haven't even talked about. I forget what it is. Um, Adam, Rocket, and Alpha Groot. Fucking Alpha Groot, Jesus Christ! Yeah, <laughs> he's bro, he's like jacked beyond belief. He's like ten feet taller than he already was, <laughs> and he's just got a spider. Which gets me genesis. thinking. It's like. Was like Groot just like not working out in the first one? <laughs> well, that was his father. I mean, he's nothing like his father. Remember, wait, what? Like, no, that's his father. Like it's baby Groot. Like this, that is his son that came out of him dying in the first one. Yeah, what? yeah, that's Groot. I'm that's so good. I thought it was the same character. I thought no. he. I thought it was like a phoenix kind of thing where he no. dies and comes back as. That's his son. So this, we've, we've been talking with Groot too the whole time. Like we've been hanging out with him. Mm-hmm. And OG Groot is fucking officially mm-hmm. dead. Oh fuck, that's depressing as shit. Well, you didn't know that. <laughs> okay. No, I thought it was the same <laughs> character the whole time. But yeah, no, that's his son. And then obviously his species feeds on this photon energy that comes from, I guess maybe the Celestials he's been hanging out with, like Mantis and Peter Quill. So he can just become fucking bigger. Oh, he's been feeding strong. off. He's been feeding off all this shit. Yeah, I get that. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's at least when new rock stars is kind of hypothesized, and it makes a lot of fucking sense. So I can see it. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna say anything negative though. Yeah, Phyla. <laughs> uh, there's something that they go into detail on their breakdown of the Guardians three movie, but I don't. It's something with like Marvel the character and like that being the daughter of Drax. I don't know. It was something really weird that I didn't pay attention to. Um, Wait, what? I don't know, man. Marvel, who's now officially Annette Benning. Marvel. Marvel. That's that's Annette Benning now. Is that her name? Uh, the fucking the, the 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 computer program is talking to Captain Marvel. No, 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 um, no. Marvel is a character in the comics. Like th- these are characters in the comics we're talking about. So Phyla is like a character from the comics we don't know anything about. Okay, so but, that's, just, but she has powers, I guess. I don't know. I, it looked kind of like, but that's dumb. That's dumb. Like, like the context of the movie. That's dumb. She's just she's just an evolutionized uh, fucking rat or whatever. That's all she is in this. Like, why? She doesn't need to have powers. Well, maybe she's been hanging out with like the Kree. Looks like it's like those Kree type powers that they got going on. So I hate. I I just don't try to explain it. Just say it's dumb. It's because it's dumb. <laughs> Okay, it's dumb. Okay. All right, so and then the the final post credit scene, the legendary Star Lord will return. So. Yeah, well, so specifically only him, which I thought was very interesting. And Chris Pratt doesn't say he's returning at all either, because like in, yeah. in the press tour they got going on, like he said he'll only return, like Chris Evans, he'll only return if it feels right. So I respect that decision. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it sounds like, but like I don't know. So James Gunn is officially out, right? Like he's not, he's not coming he's back gone, ever. Yeah. Pretty sure he's done. Now, see, I don't. I feel like Guardians is James Gunn. I don't think you can really do it without him. You know, which is why, like, it kind of like gets well, me. Taika was supposed to take over for him uh, when James Gunn was uh, before three was made. Before when James Gunn got fired the first time, Taika was supposed to take over. No, I, I don't think <laughs> Taika hated that. After Thor: Love and Thunder, <laughs> I think Ragnarok was just lightning in a bottle. What if for whatever reason it just worked really well? And now that I think about Ragnarok, not too much serious character development there. Still great standalone. Love and yeah, Ragnar's great. Love and Thunder. <laughs> we don't talk about it. It was just a giant joke. Yep. You know? It was And sure it was fun to watch the one time. I'm not gonna go back to it. Yeah. So but the thing is about the Guardians movies, they're goofy and fun and you know, you but you one, you can rewatch them and still laugh your fucking ass. The trilogy off. stands on its own. It's yeah, it's stands on its own. And it actually means something. Like all after at, watching this one kind of culminate and drag all put all these you know tied everything yeah. together with a bow yeah that that is like because there's a, we actually went somewhere we went on a journey that's what the whole thing's about with love and thunder what do we get he just, he gets a daughter yeah we, you know yeah. so that's what so like Taika like he sounded promising in the beginning now, I really don't want him touching this franchise because it's it's so good it's so it ended so perfectly you know. So.
So now it's time for our state of the MCU. Uh, we have a few things to talk about here, like stuff going forward, stuff that's come in the last few movies. Uh, let's start with Love and Thunder since we talked about that. Trash. Um, <laughs> Which going, I really see, enjoyed it when it first came here's out. Here's the thing about, see, I was thinking back to that podcast that we did. And I rated it higher, way higher than I would now. And that's yep. the thing. So that's why I'm very conflicted on what I want to give this movie itself. Because as we talked about it, there's a lot of things I liked. I get, the core of the movie, I think, is really solid. But there's a lot of dumb shit in it. Like the writing that, in the movie is very solid. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I think that's the most important part. Because the writing mm-hmm. is what, like, the little details, we're not really going to remember them later on. We can forget about them. There's nothing fundamentally wrong with the structure or, like, with, with what happens in this movie. But, like, you know, there's, like, a lot of dumb shit. Like, you know, like, why does it have to be, like, so tonally inconsistent? Why does it, why does the, why is, like, there's these themes that are brought up that aren't, aren't really explored that, you know, you, we can brush them aside. We can forget about them. But they're there. That's all I'm saying. Yep. And then you got the dumb shit with, like, with the, with the girl who's you're supposed to be a rat and she has powers for some reason. You know, it's, it's like Marvel shit, you know? Yeah, that that's like greater MCU stuff that probably just plan C's for. I think all James Gunn had a say in was the new team and what it was consistent of. Right. So... And I feel After like that, he, he's done. I feel like, like he picked, yeah, he picked the hardest characters to really write an ensemble with. I don't except buy for Rocket them. and Groot. I mean, they're right because he did all the legwork already. Exactly. So and Craglin a little bit. Oh, and Adam. Adam's pretty good too. So I mean, he's he's got a good start. Yeah. No. Um. So now we're on to Black Panther. What kind of forever? Real good. I like that movie a lot. Um. It had stunning, visually stunning. Um. Story was pretty good. It was kind of hard to work around, you know, Chadwick's death and everything. I commend them for what they did. They made a watchable movie out of a horrible circumstance. Yep. Quantum Mania. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, I don't. I really don't. There's nothing really to say about Quantum Mania. It's just another Marvel movie. It's just there, and just that's the sad thing about Ant Man. It just kind of seems like they're just there. Yep. And, and now here we are. This movie stands completely on its own. Like this has very little impact on the MCU as a whole, except maybe the new Guardians team. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes that's 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 all. You, it's what you need. It doesn't have to affect the entire universe, you know. And honestly, the smaller the stories, just seem to be the better ones. Like I care so much about this little raccoon, you know, who never said he was a raccoon until now. Which is, mm-hmm. who would have thought that uh, that character arc would have been compelling? But if we're talking about the MCU as a whole, because it's the state of the MCU right now, I think. You know, some a lot of people would say this is you know a, a good or excellent you know state so right we now. We have our rating system for this. Yeah, so, we have a uh, from we have a five tier thing from poor to excellent. So poor being up in flames, um, fair, meh, good, solid movie or solid standing, great, amazing, and excellent, unmatched. I think going into this movie, it was not looking good after Quantumania. So. Pr- I wouldn't necessarily say up in flames. I would say it's meh at this point going into this moving. Okay. Three. Yeah. Um, but I think after this and what we've seen from this, damn, they can still make really good movies. And I think it's, we're going to be at a solid state. So it's, it's a in good standing. I think the MCU right now, but they need to prove it. Not just once. They got to prove it for the next movie as well, which is the Marvels. And yeah, I don't know. How that's going to go. It looks fun, but that so did Quantumania and from the trailers going going from Quantumania because we didn't this is like our second time doing this state of the MCU so we didn't have the rating system last time so after at at Quantumania I would have said the MCU is in poor condition because just based because what came before that was Thor Love and Thunder Black Panther which is all right but like not good enough and then we got Quantumania which is just a nothing movie so I'd say it's poor this movie would bump it up to something that like great or maybe even unmatched because this is such a perfect capper. But I do know that James Gunn is leaving. I do know that these characters probably aren't coming back. It was the end of a trilogy. There's nothing else really happening in the MCU. So like, what else do I have to look forward to in the, in the MCU other than maybe secret invasion? So, well, and we're not talking about secret invasion. We're just talking about movies strictly right now. So movies in in general, like I I think the Marvels is going to be mediocre at best. Then we, after that, we've got um, Captain America, New World Order. And if we're going based in the direction that Falcon or the Falcon and the Winter Soldier set up, I don't want to see that movie. And then Thunderbolts, which I'm excited for. But that's not till next summer. So, I mean, 
they got lots so of shows in between there. We there's not much there's not much promising stuff there for me. So I think I'm out for now. I'm gonna say the MCU is at a meh right now. Okay. You know? I mean, great job. This is a great entry in the MCU. You know, this is nothing against you know Guardians of the Galaxy three, but like we said before, it doesn't really affect the MCU as a whole. So it wouldn't really bump up the the quality. <laughs> like of the future movies, you know what I mean? Yeah, because I think right now the MCU is working towards its next big team, which is going to be Thunderbolts. So we'll see. Mm, we'll see. We'll see. I'm just. I'm not going to hold out hope. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. You know. The only thing I'm holding out hope for right now, Secret Invasion. That's not. That a looks movie. Genuine, it's not even a movie. That looks genuinely good. You know, like we were saying grounded. before. Gr- also, grounded sci-fi it so. looks like it has a weight like a direction it wants to go in and it's gonna it, it looks solid it looks like it's gonna pull it off i mean and, and loki like, i mean loki too but this, like, this, i talked about this before or you know when we were at <laughs> we were at lunch but there's certain th- properties and trailers that i just kind of look at and just like yeah i'm really excited for it but is it gonna pull it off it, it just it just doesn't really look like it's gonna do it, you know what I mean? Like, like Obi Wan was that trailer for me. Oh, I thought because yeah. if you go back, we did a, a trailer reaction to it. I said it looks all right. I'm hoping it's great, but I just kind of knew. I just knew it wasn't gonna be, you know. And then, um, but like something like the Hunger Games, the the prequel movie. No, it has no right to be. It, it doesn't have to be good, you know. We already had the quadrilogy. It was already past its time. Why are we doing this now? But it looks like a genuinely good movie to me right now. We'll we'll see what it looks like, but I just have a feeling about that movie being good. Other than maybe the main actor, he kind of looks a little cringy here and there. But like Secret Invasion looks like a solid concept and a solid movie or a solid show. You know? Do we think Star Wars is worse standing in the MCU or the MCU is worse standing in Star Wars right now? No, Star Wars is in way worse condition than the MCU. They're not. They're not in. Neither one of them is in good standing for me. Um but I think Star Wars is definitely in poor, poor up, condition. Up in flames. It's it, yeah, it's up in flames. <laughs> I, I genuinely yeah, like Ahsoka is gonna be damage Make control. Or break. Yeah, it's it's gotta be, it's gotta hit it out of the park, Dave. We gotta do it, man. Um, MCU, like at least I kill. I still kind of have a. I, I'm see. I I get this like you're hanging by a thread. I'm hanging by a thread. I'm 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 accepting that the MCU is not gonna be the way it was. Um, and I just I can't really do that with Star Wars because I know how great it was, and I know I know there's still magic there somewhere. I'm not exactly sure about the MCU, so I've accepted where it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, Star Wars is in way worse condition than the MCU right now. Since Endgame, the best Marvel movies have been No Way Home and Guardians Three right now, and yep. I don't know which one's better because they both kind of stand alone by themselves. So and that's that's the thing that seems like the direction we got to go in because. John of the Majors is, has some shit going on. The guy That's going to be another tough decision because that, that news is going to be coming out soon. Probably right after we film this. Honest, we're filming this. Yeah. It, we're, <laughs> as, as of filming this, there's supposed to be something coming out tomorrow. So yeah. I I don't know. We're gonna, again, I don't want to judge. I don't want to judge this guy immediately. I'm just saying Marvel has is in a tight spot with this guy. You know, he could have done what he what people are accusing him. He could not. Well, we're gonna leave it there for now. Um, so, yeah, it's not looking great for the MCU though. <laughs> we're wrapping it up, Dan. E. Dan <laughs> <laughs> E. <laughs> what are you gonna give this movie? So, Guardians yeah. Three. Guardians Three. Mm, very interesting. So, like I said, the core of the movie very solid. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy this one. <laughs> I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna rewatch this one. I really like it. Um and I'm viewing this as like the swan song of the MCU. So saying that, <laughs> I'm gonna give it an 88. I really like it, and I'm hoping that I'm not phantom menacing it. And now while you're there, what how do you rank the three movies? The three movies? Three, one, two. So eighty eight is the highest out of this trilogy. Yeah. First one, I think, is like an 85, and the second one's like a 78. All right. Well, this one, to me, I think it mixed comedy and heartbreak so well, and I was so hyped for this movie, and they pulled it off. They pulled off what I thought was top three Marvel movies. Top three. Top three Marvel movies. Damn. 
Well, obviously, you know my one and two are Infinity War and No Way Home. Nothing's beating those. Yeah, um, I'll have to go back and look at my list. We so, did that ranking episode forever ago. So. so this is my number three Marvel movie as of right now. I'm going to give this a 94. 94? Whoa. 94. That is... 92 for Guardians 2, which is my second place. <laughs> I still don't get that one, but okay. And 87 for one. So they're all very, they're very, very good movies. Yeah, they're all very solid across the board. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's good. I mean, they're well, all my top ten Marvel movies, all three of them. What more can you really ask for, like a trilogy? Because it's hard enough making a trilogy that's watchable. They're just so know? goofy and so full of heart, and they're just yeah. the whole trilogy is so good. So, leaving it there, we're seeing it before. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok with the handle at Seen It Beforecast. That's S C E N E It Beforecast, and on Twitter with the handle S I B underscore Pod. I'm Dan. I'm Danny. You can find me on Instagram at Danny underscore Wass, my letterbox at DJ Wass, uh, and my YouTube channel, which is just Danny Wass. What are we doing next week? Oh, oh, actually, oh. Are we doing anything next week? Uh, I am going to look right now on a calendar. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even plan that part. Yes, we do have something next week. Next week, we're going to not do a new movie, but we're doing one of, I think, our favorite movies, uh, Uncut Gems. Uh, yes. Yes, we're gonna have Ron back on the podcast. Uh, Ron. Yes. About a few times this season. Does he like Ron or Cameron? Like yeah, I think he prefers Cameron, but I just call him Ron because <laughs> I see him every day at work. Anyway, but yeah, uncut gems. Serious Adam Sandler next week. We'll see you next time. Ah!